terrible hornet's nest and want me to straighten it out. I know nothing. What's those things that the little helicopters run all over the place? What do you call them? That's God's aliens. Did you know the Bible says, I heard a preacher preach on one time, even your couch is going to tell on you when you get to heaven. <laughs> I never will forget that sermon. It got me scared to sit down anymore, you know. Everywhere I go, the Lord's listening. <laughs> but it's the truth. You ain't going to hide nothing from the Lord, amen? I've been excited about getting here tonight with this message because I, um, uh, this news situation has just got me so upset that uh, every station, I don't care what it is, ain't none of them right. None of them want to say the truth anymore. And none of them want to go... They have no yardstick. They have no guidance. And no nothing to gauge everything by. They left out the Bible. When you leave out the Bible, you have no standard. And, and what I'm saying by that, uh, they want to bring out everything in the world to be against or to be for. And to tell you the truth, they don't even know what's right and wrong. And so tonight, if you would please turn to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. By the way, we got to bless them all. I'm getting mail every once in a while. And somebody outside the church, we, the offerings was a little low last week, but somebody sent $300, and, and it's a friend, and we are so thankful for that, for the church offering today. And uh, God just takes care of us. He really does. keeps the church going, and I'm so thankful for that. Amen. Romans chapter 3, verse 1. What advantage then has the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. It is written that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and might as well come when thou art judged. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight in sincerity, as best we know how. Lord, we ask you to bless the message, bless our hearts. I pray, dear God, that people would start listening to thy word and understand, let God be true, and every man a liar. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 1 states, What advantage then has the Jews? Then it says, The covenant of God made with Abraham was a sign of circumcision. Then the Bible says in verse 2, Much every way. Now, any Bible believer knows the true Jews are God's chosen people. Why are they special? Because God chose them to be His people on the condition of their belief in the true God. The Bible said Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So the Bible says his faith is why that God chose him. So let God be true and every man a liar then. The second reason you is special is because God committed unto the Jewish nation God's oracles now you know what oracles are that's the word of God 
Romans chapter 3, verse 2. Look at it with me, please. Much every way, chiefly because that unto them are committed the oracles of God. Now, if you go back and study the Old Testament, and you bring it up to where we're at today, God used to speak to uh, holy men of God, and then those men would speak to the people of God. God did not speak directly because He spoke to them at one time and they stopped up their ears and said, We can't stand to hear God speak to us. Speak to Moses and let Him speak to us. And therefore, God gave the Jewish nation at that time the Bible, the Word of God, the oracles of God. What advantage has a Jew then? Because he has the Word of God. He has a standard to go by. So the second reason you is special, and this is what I'm getting at today, our nation, I believe, has been blessed of God. Simply one of the main reasons that our nation has been blessed of God is because we have stood with the Jewish nation. Now I'm not talking about individual Jews. Don't you understand this? I'm talking about Jews as a nation. God chose that nation as His nation. And everybody wants to know, well, why did God choose that nation? That's none of your business. Let God be true and every man a liar. And what God does is right. And so we know He did. Now, watch this. They were handed down directly from the Holy God, the Holy Scriptures. So the nation, Israel, had the Word of God. Now think about all the nations of the world at that time. Every one of them on the face of this earth at that time. And God chose that little nation to hand them the Word of God. So what has advantage then has a Jew? Because it has a God's Word. And without God's oracles, you cannot have faith in the true God. Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes here and here and by the Word of God. So if you don't have no Word of God, then you can't have faith. Because the only way you can get faith is by the Word of God. So God handed this nation... His word, and he, he made priests out of that nation. A priest is nothing in the world but a go-between between man and God. And what he was, he was to handle the word of God and give out the word of God to all the rest of the nations of the earth. <clears throat> Romans chapter 3, verse 3. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? I listen to some of these news commentators. I listen to some of these preachers. It's supposed to be preachers, and they're talking about the Jewish nation, they're talking about our nation, they're talking about the things of God, and they don't have any idea of what they're talking about. And I look at them and I said, wait a minute, what if all them nuts out there don't believe? Does that make it not so? No. That doesn't make the faith of God without effect. Amen? Verse 3. Now, verse 3 goes on to say, Uh, should those who have no faith in God, no faith in the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, should their faithlessness make our faith not so then? Or no real, no effect. Verse 4 says, God forbid. God has not failed to keep His promise to the nation of Abraham or to the Jew. The Jew has failed to make God their God, and this earth is and will be theirs, though, one of these days. It belongs to God. <clears throat> Did you know that we're as a we the church is a heavenly people? The Jews are the earthly people. This earth belongs to the Jew. Ours is a heavenly people. Amen. 
one day we coming down and rule and reign with them on this earth, but the Bible makes it very plain that this earth belongs to them. God gave it to them. Verse 4, God forbid. Yea, let God be true and every man a liar. This is the number one principle every man, woman, or child should learn. We must believe God is a God of truth. Amen? You know why I know I'm saved? Because God said so. Well, well, wait a minute now. What makes that so important? Because God is true. That's what makes the difference. You see, man can lie to you. Uh, Books that you read lie to you. Uh, Everything in the world can lie to you. But there's one that will not lie to you. It's impossible to lie. And that's God. Because He is the God of truth. Regardless of the consequences or the happenings around us then, let God be true. The principle every man, woman, and child should learn then that we must believe God is a God of truth. This statement demands every opinion. Now think about this. Somebody, there's so many people want what they call sit on the fence. I'm not going to make a decision one way or the other. I'll just sit on the fence. I'm not for this and I'm not for that or I'm for that and so on. They're not going to make a decision. Just let the world pass on by. I'll just sit here and watch it pass on. No, no. This one statement God has made here in verse 4, God forbid let God be true, but every man a liar brings you to one place. Every person has an opinion. And every doctrine should be abandoned and false if it implies that God is false and not true then. So everything that doesn't line up with God's Word, right over it false. Amen? You know when Trump was running for president or, or, or as president, they had this meter. Did you ever watch it on TV? False or true? Every night on some one of those TV programs, you look at it and you some speech that he had made and how much of it was true, you know, and the needle was running back and forth and, and how much of it was false and running back and forth talking about how many lies he'd told and everything else. They ain't got one to fit Biden yet. But what the thing that I'm trying to say tonight is when it comes to this matter, that God be true and every man a liar, uh, the meter should run this way. It should be everything that's against God's truth should write over it in false, period. A false. There's no truth to it. If some priest, if some professor, if some preacher, if some teacher, or any man, period, says the virgin birth is a myth, it's a, time, it's a scientific impossibility, then God said, let every man be a liar and God the truth. When God in His Word says you must be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ to go to heaven, you must be born again, you must repent, turn from your sins, and turn to Jesus Christ for salvation, then let God be true, and every religion, and every preacher, and every man be a liar then. Some New Age preacher, or any man, some new Bible version says, uh, no, all you need to do is go to heaven, just join some church, or have a good, lean, uh, live a good, clean life, or keep some church ordinance. The Bible said, "Let God be true, and every man a liar." I like what Mister John brought her son this morning, and he came to me and he said, the "Preacher, do you have another one in Bibles, in King James Bibles?" He said, "I want one." And 
I said, well, you look like you got a new one right there in your hand. And But I said, I got one. I'll get you one. But he said, yeah, but this is a NIV version. And you don't like them. He wants a King James Bible. I said, you know why I like those, though? They're truth. Amen? They don't have to be made up something. You know what gets me? They'll take the Bible, they'll take a version of the Bible, and they'll take the very words that's in the King James Bible, and they'll put it over here in the center of their Bible. They won't put it out here where it belongs. They know it belongs there, or they wouldn't have it there. Amen? And what I'm trying to say is, let God be true and every man a liar. The truth is, God's Word states in Psalms 119 and verse 89, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Amen? Forever. Did you know one thing is going to meet us when we get to heaven? This old book. God's word. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. You can't mess with it then. John 3, verse 3. Jesus said, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In Luke 13, verse 3 and 5, Jesus said, Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. In John 5, verse 40, Jesus said, And you will not come unto me that you might have life. And 1 John 1, 7 says, The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Hebrews 9, 22, That without shedding of blood is no remission of sin. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, We are not redeemed with corruptible things of silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. God's word is plain. It's the blood of Jesus Christ or hell. It's a new birth or damnation. It's a virgin birth or no eternal life. Let God be true and every man a liar. Now, here's the truth then. Jesus himself warned, there are many false prophets in the world who deny the virgin birth, the Bible is the inspired word of God, the bodily resurrection, and the blood atonement. Think about it for just a minute. As I've been watching the world and what's going on in the world right now, and I, I read this thing and I was looking at it and I said, isn't that something? God Himself, Jesus warned that this was coming, that these kind of people is going to be here, and you're going to have to make a decision. And everybody's going to be brought to that decision making in your life, either let man be true and let God a liar, or let God be true and every man a liar. And the Bible said, let God be true. In Matthew 7 verse 15, Jesus warned, Beware of false prophets which come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. Second Corinthians warned about false teachers. 1 John 4 verses 1 through 3 warned, Try the spirits and see if they be of God. And that does not mean try them on. It means try them out to see if they're real according to the Word of God. And let me show you how that works. Any question you got, any question you got, is it in here? Is the answer in the Bible? If it ain't, why worry about it then? You know what I'm thrilled about? <laughs> I've always thought they're talking about these unidentified flying objects. Did you ever think it could be angels? Huh? My Bible says they are them flying around. Amen? So I ain't worried about them. They're on my side. Amen? And by the way, they carry a bigger stick. And so I ain't worried about them. 
In fact, I'm anxious to see some of them face to face. Now, if the little green men come knocking, knocking on my door, I'm going to send them to Barry's house. But if the angels come, brother, I'm looking forward to that day. Amen? I mean it. I'm not afraid of these things because I put everything up towards the Bible. And if I can find it in here, in answering you here, why should I worry about it? God will take care of it. If it's not in here, why should I worry about it? It had nothing to do with me. Now listen. First, uh, Genesis 18, verse 25, Abraham said, Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Man, I love it every time I read that verse. Genesis 18, 25, Abraham said, Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the answer to that, yes, he will. God cannot do wrong. God will not do wrong. It is impossible for God to do wrong. So let God be true and every man a liar. Now, I love the way Romans chapter 3 ends. Go to Romans chapter 3. I'm going to begin to read in verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a perpetuation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say at this time, His righteousness, that He might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It's excluded by what law? Of works? Nay, but the law of faith. There we conclude that man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing there is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make the law through faith, void the law through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. Amen. I love this old book and I especially love the book of Romans. Because it explains things to us. That's the reason I encourage every young Christian, if you had not been saved long, study the book of Romans. And by the way, uh, Dr. Brother Roloff told me one time, said, Preacher, uh, Brother Strong at that time, I wasn't a preacher, but he said, I, I challenge you to read the book of 1 John through ten times without stopping. And I thought to myself, that, that's a lot of reading. But I don't leave that much, you know, at, at the time. And so I sat down and I read it ten times, and I've done it several times since. And I guarantee you, he said, I guarantee you to make a different person out of you. And I can promise you the same thing. You take the book of Romans and read it over and over and over and over. You know what the devil will do? Every time you come across the truth in the book of Romans, the old devil said, you don't read that. Let me show you a verse that I... I, every time I read it, the old devil tell me, you already know that. Verse 16 of chapter 1, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Over and over I read that little verse, and the old devil said, now you know that. And we used to read that again. But you know what I've learned? The Bible is given to you and I to read and to study I wished I could have learned the Bible more than I know it now years ago when I was a young man. 
I open the Bible now at the age that I've read it so many times and I've studied it so many times and I come across the subject or something and I say, I know right where that's at and I know what it's all about because I've studied what it means through the Bible. What a blessing to know the Word of God and to study the Word of God because it answers all your questions. And I know Barry was carrying on about dogs going to heaven and all this kind of stuff a while ago and, and uh, uh, little green men coming out of space. But let me show you something. Did you know what the Bible says? Don't get any contentions of answering foolish questions. I noticed that. Did you, did you know, you ever, you ever met with some of these skeptics? You know, you're trying to lead somebody to the Lord, and, and they say, you say God can do anything. How many angels then can God stand on a pin needle head? You know what the answer to that is? How many of y'all know what the answer to that is? How many? You got it. Has nothing to do with size of that pen or how many angels. He can do whatever he wants to do. Amen. I ain't gonna get in contention with you and argue with you how many angels can stand on the head of a pen. What have you accomplished? If you can prove he's only one can or none can, you ain't accomplished nothing. Don't get in an argument about it or fuss about it. Just find the answer to the word of God. And by the way, if God don't want you to know the answer, he ain't gonna give you this question. That's all there are to it. And I love the Word of God. I love to study it, but there's one thing I determined a long time ago. I don't care how many preachers go left. I don't care how many uh, uh, statesmen. I don't care how many presidents. I don't care how many people it's over me. I don't care who it is. I'm going to go by God. Let Him be true and every man a liar. And brother, if you say something to me and you want to say it's in the Bible, you better be sure it's there. Because if it ain't, you're in trouble. I laughed today. Somebody was talking to me and they said something. And, oh, I know what it is now. Uh, Somebody made a promise to God that they was going to give quite a bit to the Lord several years ago. And uh, they died and they didn't do it. And they give it to somebody else. And I said, you know what? That scares me to death. Even to think about it. Let me show you something. Did you know Ananias and Sapphira? Remember that story? That house belonged to them. God let them have it. Right? God didn't ask them for that house. When they sold it, He didn't ask them for the money. When you speak out before God... Do you know, I think it's the book of Ecclesiastes that says, when you're before the king, mark your mouth. You know what I mean? Shut up. Because what you utter out of your mouth, God will hold you accountable for. And so, as long as it's yours, then you keep it. But if you say, I'm going to give it to God, you better do it. Amen? If you don't, you'll pay the price for it. Hey, preacher, you just want more. I ain't got nothing to do with money. It has to do, thus saith the Lord. See? And that, that's not just to that little statement. That's to every statement in life. Let God be true. And there are men alive. Stand with me. Heavenly Father, we're so glad we're saved tonight by Your grace. We're so glad tonight we know we're saved by Your grace. 
And the reason for that is because you said so. Not some man. Not some religion. Not some organization. But you said so through thy word. Father, I pray tonight, let us learn this one principle of all principles of life that I believe is one of the most important. Let God be true, but every man a liar. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn to page, page 13. This one's loud. Help me up, Jack. Page 13. I still Jesus. cannot be here tonight. Uh, we thank Lynn's sister tonight, Lord, and we ask you to bless her arm, bless her mother, bless Ron, bless Mrs. Huker, Lord. She really wants to come and be in your service. Lord, I ask you to bless her mind, quicken it, and heal her for it. Bless her. everyone is out today that could not be here for some reason. They might be with us next time we meet. But Lord, I thank you for those who are here. And they're faithful to you. And we're so thankful for your faithful people. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen.